0: One,
1: two Three, four
0: You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network This is a biracial American history podcast Where each week, I, Dave Anthony, an Irish guy Reads a story from American history to his friend
1: Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about And is a pasty English guy Biracial Two colors We're of from white.
0: Different, we our ancestors are from different islands. Yep.
1: No, and I mean if you I mean if you go to England, you know, that's you look at the Irish and you go, that's Oh right. look at that. They've been to the beach all weekend. They look absolutely lovely, they do. Yeah. And then the right. Irish are like, Oh, get out of the way. Look look out. We've got our tan lines. That's right. Watch yourself. That was basically like taking a trip
0: to that area of the world, the United Kingdom and the former or,
1: United Kingdom parts. I, I can take you to all the parts of the United Kingdom, the ones that are going to stay, like England, all and of the, the ones that won't stay, like the others. All
0: of the all of the United Kingdom parts, which are the bad parts, and then the good, which is the and then the good X what parts, happens? which is Ireland. And I guess what happens? I, let, let's not choose because Scotland's pretty great. So let's North say Wales. Scotland. They're all great. Yeah. Okay. Let's narrow it down. Uh, English sucks, right? Is that here's
1: here's here's what's going to what happen? What do we? Dave. Yeah, go ahead. What, what will happen? Boris Johnson, Brexit. He's great. Let's do this. He's great. He's great. It's always I've always wanted to see Margaret Thatcher with a penis. Uh, what's oh, great? You is, have if you've seen
0: Margaret Thatcher.
1: All right, let's slow it down. We're early in the show. She, she's known We're, as the Tiger
0: Penis Lady.
1: <laughs> I can't save it for the episode. They yeah. called her Old Steel Balls. But what happens when? Scotland, Wales, and Ireland leave, and then is it? Is England just then called Kingdom? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and called it quote his jam patch. Jam I'm the fucking hippo guy. Dave. Okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait. Is
1: it for fun? And this is not going to become the tickly podcast. <laughs> okay. This is like Adam on a five part commission. <laughs> Please. Now hit him with the puppy. <laughs> you both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep till hippo. No sleep till like hippo. H- action part. Hi, Gabby.
0: No, I see no. nice done, my friend. No,
1: <laughs> no. Moroda, Moroda in the court.
0: <laughs> part three. Okay. Abby Hoffman Dollop. Okay, interesting. So the- at the end of part two, Abby Hoffman had been convicted of inciting a riot while crossing state lines, but then the verdict was thrown out by an appellate court.
1: Right after the crazy judge, the judge and the other, that's right, the crazy judge. And then judge Hoffman.
0: Uh, and then last we heard, the FBI had uh, distributed a memo saying they were going to mail a leaflet that would lead to the destruction of the Yippie movement.
1: As well as Abby was getting a lot of uh, offers to kind of go mainstream, and he shirked those and rejected those. That's right.
0: Um, sorry. And I'm
1: then sorry, I also much. liked how in the last episode it ended, and you were like, basically, he he got twenty five grand for something, and he used that to bail out a Black Panther. Like, so uh, thinking about. Anyone who was around him, like, there you go, Abby, 25. A, you can get back up on your feet again for a second. He's like, I'm going to bail out a Black Panther. They're like, Abby, maybe <laughs> it's time. Can you just focus a little bit? Is that possible? He can't help it. He's the real deal. Yeah. Uh,
0: so this memo that the FBI distributes, it's handwritten, and it has doodles on it, which oh. was what a traditional yippee document looks like, right?
1: Oh, God. Okay. Yeah.
0: And then sometimes you hate them. And this is what it said. Quote, Abby Oink Hoffman wanted for ripping off the street people for pissing on the revolution, for shitting on the revolution, for fucking Jerry Rubin and Yip. So it goes on like that. And this is <clears throat> this is really, in the language of the Yippies, it's classic COINTELPRO, uh, to set the left against each other. So, and it's really but, just
1: And this thing. is just... Ba- essentially, they forged a document to make it seem like the left has turned on abby Hoffman.
0: to so people within the organization are calling him out uh right. for being a piece of shit right 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 so bookstores are not not carrying abby's uh book steal this book steal this book because, right because of the title that's right because people yeah. are stealing the book yeah. so they can't actually keep it on the shelf because people will just take it <laughs> Some stores would have one copy behind the counter, and you could ask for it if you wanted. But yeah, no you just one... got
1: to do the you just got to do the blockbuster thing. That's, That's right. what they would do with popular movies. Empty, and then you just go up there and be like, "Can I have Sphere, <laughs> God, the Michael Crichton movie?" Yeah,
0: uh, it's really sad that Blockbuster didn't make it because I love. Uh, I've always loved a. Uh, a source for my films that edited them for me and edited well, out the bad part. Well, is
1: it, is it safe to say that our handling of climate change is pretty blockbustarian? Yes. Where we're like, hey, it'll be fine. Netflix? Yeah. People don't want to watch movies uh, without having to go somewhere.
0: <laughs> so So, uh, Canada banned the book? Okay. Oklahoma filed a lawsuit against Abby for contributing, uh, for corrupting the youth. Sure. In, right. In of Oklahoma. Uh, yep. Only the San Francisco Chronicle would run an ad for the book. Okay. But all this led to publicity and yeah. then more people trying to get copies and getting copies.
1: So it just, it's just. The Streisand effect. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, the publicity in uh, Cointel Pros. The smears did hurt Abby's reputation in the counterculture movement. Okay, leftists were now asking how many of his antics made uh, made people aware of the revolution, and how many promoted just Abby himself. Okay, which is exactly what Pro wanted. But the government, at the same time, is very worried about Abby. So much so that in May seventy one, there's a march in D.C., and the day before the march president nixon and his chief of staff halderman discussed having men beat up abby hoffman
1: god damn nixon was out of i mean out of his mind
0: yeah no i love the people like trump's brand new okay (laughs) so Uh, yeah nixon quote they've got guys who will go in and knock their heads off halderman quote sure sure murderers guys that really you know that's what (laughs) they want to do and they're going to beat the shit out of some of these people and uh, and hope they really hurt them, you know? I mean, go in with some real and smash some noses. I think getting Abby Hoffman and this John, the other they got, another of the Chicago 7 guys.
1: It's amazing how what was normalized in the Nixon Oval Office. It's, it's just like, so I think we beat, beat him up Could we guys that can murder him? Oh yeah, we got guys that can murder Okay, great. Like, it's just like, it was like, it's like improv. Everything's yes-anding. Like, oh yeah, they'll kill him, <laughs> and then they'll burn him.
0: <laughs> sure enough, the next day at the protest, Abby was very badly beaten. Quote, Two got the arms pinned back while another, snarling, administered the crushing blow, a billy club, full force, straight across my face. I could hear the bones crack under the blow, and I knew my street fighting days were over.
1: Ugh. Hearing your own skull fragment.
0: It's not great.
1: No, that's where you're um, yeah. yeah.
0: So... After he recovered a bit He came back to New York And he was immediately arrested For crossing state lines To participate in a riot And assaulting a cop
1: <laughs> What? You, you broke that cop's club You know, Abby
0: You always get charged With assaulting a cop If a cop assaults you Always yeah. Always, always, oh, well, always, that
1: But, I mean, that <clears throat> is why The, the biggest cop tell is They just shout Stop resisting, stop resisting Yeah yeah, while they and get that's it. like yeah, well they beat the shit out of people. That's what they yeah. always do. 8 8 cops, one dude wrestling, they're all beating him, shouting, "Stop resisting." It's like, "I feel like you're the ones pushing back."
0: So interviewers now start acting like the lies Cointel Pro are spreading are actually true. So Abby goes on a, a local TV show in Chicago, uh, and the interviewer keeps calling Abby well off. Which is okay. one of the things Cointel Pro is pushing because they know sure. that if he if yeah. people see him making money, it fractures everything. Yeah. But Abby's completely broke. And one caller calls in and asks if Abby is working with the CIA. And then the interviewer jumps in and cracks the caller and says, No, Rennie Davis is the one, but he's working with the FBI. So there's just all these lies being thrown around, and Abby just thinks it's also crazy. He's just laughing at it and laughing it off, but there's significant damage being done.
1: God damn!
0: While all this is going on, there are ads in magazines like GQ with models who look exactly like Abby Hoffman, and they're in ads for liberated hairstyles and uh. black f- black fashions and what campus counterculture is wearing. Um. Abby and Anita have a son named, they name America, but with a lowercase a.
1: (laughs) Fuck, my God.
0: Lord, bits after bits. Anita, quote, because we didn't want to be pretentious, we chose that name because he was our vision of what the country could be. That's cool. Now, further hurting Abby with the left, a book researcher comes out and says Abby had not paid him 5,000 for his research on the book. Okay. So it goes to arbitration and Abby wins Okay He's ordered to pay the guy A smaller amount than they originally agreed upon Okay So the guy's like you didn't pay me enough It goes to arbitration and the court's like He actually should have paid you less Right, okay So Abby's like, like be a twist. So Abby's like I won <clears throat> And then the researcher holds a press conference And makes it seem like he had won Because Abby w- was ordered to pay him money but it's a smaller amount. So it's... It's Trumpian. Yeah. Sorry. This is fucking FBI shit. Right. Um, so the media goes with that story. They love it. And then right after that, a guy comes out and says, Abby stole Steal This Book from him.
1: <laughs> well, the dude shouldn't have called it that. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck do you expect, bro? <laughs> Abby's like, called Steal This Book, huh? Yeah. Where is it? Abby? Oh, no! Uh,
0: that's also a lie. Uh, both of these guys are counterculture guys on the inside, so everyone just assumes that Abby's lying. Ugh. The two guys could have easily been FBI. This is literally what the FBI does. This is the FBI it's playbook. It's so
1: easy. It's just too easy. Uh, yeah. So
0: then Abby is attacked in a long article in Liberation magazine, and he is fucking pissed, And he writes a response saying he's done with the movement, and he calls them a group of vultures. He says it's a divorce. Okay. Cointel Pro has gotten everything it wanted. Exactly what they set out to do, they did.
1: And pretty, and again, really not that hard. (laughs) No, it's not. people, People just, yeah, it's just people believe so
0: much shit. Uh, Jack Hoffman, quote, the tide of popular perception against Abby was now pretty much a tidal wave. Many in the young feminist and gay rights movements considered him to be more or less irrelevant to their goals. There was a sense that Abby no longer represented anybody but himself. And it's not just the FBI. Abby the, is under I mean, attack. It must,
1: must be so gutting to be him. Sorry. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, he's also under an attack. He's being watched constantly. Jack, quote, the security forces of various government bodies, including FBI, CIA, Army, Navy, IRS, the Bureau of Tobacco and Firearms, the New York Jesus. Bureau of Special Services. They followed him everywhere. They harassed his friends and family. They told lies about him and made sure those lies were widely disseminated. They tapped his phone. They made him afraid all the time. They, not infrequently, made sure that he got beaten up pretty bad, and they didn't back off. They never backed off, and they wore him out.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. How, how, how are you expected to, to fight that, you know? Right. Like, it's, it's, it's too massive. Yeah.
0: So, Abby just need, needs a break, and he takes his family, and they go to the Virgin Islands for three months. He used the name Frank Edward Cresetti. This is such a weird choice. <laughs> this is very specific. So when he comes back, he and Jerry Rubin and Ed Sanders write a book about the RNC and DNC conventions, and it's called "Vote," which is obviously not the most countercultural title. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were saying, "Work within the system now." Oh wow, wow! Abby supports McGovern for president. And now, he's trying to do everything not to embarrass the presidential candidate, Democratic presidential candidate.
1: Wow. That's so so crazy.
0: Yippie leaders told all yippies not to go to the DNC to avoid embarrassing him. The yippies, it's four years after forming just to cause shit at the DNC, and now they have a nice office in a nice office building with a youth international nameplate in Miami. There are no Yippie activists there. They were not making news. They were purposely trying to hide and avoid making news. God damn.
1: It is just, cr- it's just crazy what, what money and property does. It's just so <laughs> corrupting. But he now, doesn't no, have money. This is, I know, no, but I mean the yippies, like. Yeah. You know. It's just Cointel Pro.
0: It's just Cointel yeah, Pro. But yes, they- it's,
1: and it's. I mean, yes, it's very effective.
0: So, Abby was still uh, sought out at the DNC for interviews, but he he spent most of the convention just high on hash oil. Okay. Uh, He even just started getting tons of delegates high on hash oil, almost like it was his job at the convention. Democrats nominate, McGovern, Nixon wins in a landslide. Yeah. Abby Hoffman uh, moves to East Hampton... And that's where he really gets into cocaine. Oh, God. Oh, no. So one day he calls up Abby. Uh, sorry, one day Abby calls up Jack and asks him to send six pounds of procaine. Six pounds? Procaine is used by dentists. To, it numbs the inside of the, of the you know, mouth, uh-huh. right? And yeah. it's also used to cut cocaine a lot. And Jack works in a family medical supply business, so yeah, he wants six pounds. And then three weeks later, Abby is arrested with three pounds of blow.
1: God damn, that is—I mean, it's, but that's—that's that's not an eight ball.
0: <laughs> the blow is so diluted. If a dealer had bought it, Abby might have been killed.
1: Yeah, that's an amazing thing, like to like for them to be like it's cocaine but it's so shitty we might not be able to charge it I mean it's actually like a gram at the end of the day like I remember one time when uh, my my wallet got stolen and the bank called me and someone tried to put $300 on my on my uh, debit card at Target and I had like $140 in the bank and so like the card got declined so I was like oh well okay I win you know like <laughs> just <laughs> you know <laughs> Feels like that so,
0: uh, so that's the official story On the arrest There's a lot of lying by the cops For instance it's, For instance they said he left a protest In a chauffeured limo Before the drug
1: deal <laughs> <laughs> Driver Take me to my cocaine arrangement <laughs> I have a, uh, a Narcotic rendezvous And left up here That man in the trench coat Right there is perfect Right on the corner can you so, pop the trunk, please? I've got to get the pounds out. <laughs> so The bust
0: hits the news. Abby denies it. His friends don't believe he did it. Abby told Jack he didn't think he could make it through a long time in prison. Hmm. And Abby says at least one of the cops is a defendant. One of the defendants is a cop. Hmm. Uh, and there is evidence he's been entrapped. And with the FBI trailing him constantly there isn't a word about cocaine while they're on him 24-7 in any of the reports. And there's 15,000 oh. pages of wow. reports yeah, on that. Yeah, of course, that would
1: show up, yeah.
0: So his bail gets lowered to 10,000, and leftists like uh, Dr. Benjamin Spock, Paul Newman, and Daniel Ellsberg pitch in to get him bail.
1: Goddamn, Paul Newman really did some shit.
0: Yeah. Now, there's some, yeah, these names in this, when you when you find out all the people that were... You know, involved. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. So, Abby met with um, some of the weather underground in a dark movie theater to get advice on living as a fugitive. God. Uh, he's facing 15 to 25 years. Wow. And he reaches out to Albania, Algeria, Cuba, Israel, North Korea, North Vietnam, and Sweden for asylum. Oh, man. Can you cross
1: your fingers for Sweden on that list? only israel said no really yeah well i told you without like when yeah out there like there were there are a lot of like leftist havens but the problem but the problem with that too is that you know you don't know how long those governments i mean it's what happened to assange it's what happened to a lot of people where you know the second the government changes that asylum is uh yeah and in, in, in you know gone threat. Well, that's
0: why you go to cuba yeah um he found out the Justice Department was North Korea
1: is ret- the only one. <laughs> like, you'd be like, oh man, well, all right, everybody, about North Korea. <laughs> uh,
0: then word comes that the Justice Department was not going to retry the Chicago Seven. Abby then goes to California and he gets a nose job what? and yeah, hide his identity. And 10 days later, I want to
1: bigger nostrils, real big. <laughs> kind of cavernous uh, yeah, like the size of one of those pixie stick straws the big ones. what? that's what I want, like the size of like, um, the big ones yeah, yeah, like the big ones you can get at Home Depot, like I, I, I want don't... each nostril hold on, let me finish, i will tell you what I want please sir, I want each one to basically be like a mug like a standard mug hole is that okay. called a mug hole? where you put the coffee, so two of those chop chop
0: we don't have those kind of materials. Like, we're talking about your All right, then, then nose. let's just
1: do this. Yeah, yeah, No, I know. Let's just do this. Let, I don't need the uh, whatever the in-between in part of your nostrils is called. I don't need that. The um, I can't remember what they call it. It begins with an S. But I don't need that. So we can just basically make it one big hole. So want, I don't need the uh, the in-between. Yeah. You
0: want one hole for your nose.
1: I, well, yeah, but it should be like a salad bowl size. If you can't do the mugs, then just give me a big kind of, uh, you know, like a bird bath, uh, uh, the other way around. You know what I'm saying? Something that something you could put cereal in and fill with milk. But I won't be using milk and cereal. Obviously, it'll be for uh, you know shooting the devil's dandruff down. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I want to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I all.
0: I hear yeah. what you're saying. I'm just. No, I, I'm just not. It's not something I. Here's
1: what I want you to do. Uh-huh. Punch through my nose. Like yeah. it's a wall, and that'll yeah. be good.
0: So, you came here wanting surgery, but now I just get to punch you?
1: You know, now that I'm thinking about it, do you guys do trunks?
0: Yeah, we, actually our specialty is we do... Uh,
1: I would love a big sort of uh, trunk sort of thing. That would be great. Then I can do some blow, and like an elephant, if I want to throw a little on my back, I can sort of splash some on my back. Use the whole, you know, make it real versatile. I could shoot yeah. cocaine at other people. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, no, so just give is... me give me a flesh-colored trunk. You decide on the nostril thing. I would love it to sort of have a Hoover attachment quality, but you guys decide. Mm-hmm. And then I'll use that, and then that'll be good. And then I'll have that, and that's going to be better. I'll tell you what I'm going to do is save a lot of money on straws. Can I get a low five? No. <laughs> All righty. All right. So get to work. Um, and I'm numb already, by the way. You don't need to numb me. I don't feel a fucking thing. This, is, this does not exist as far as I'm concerned. I've got what I call ghost nose.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, 10 days after the surgery, Abby is in Mexico City. Obviously, he doesn't show up for his pretrial hearing. And two days after the hearing, his dad dies of a heart attack. I- Abby is declared a fugitive on April 16th, which, of course, is big news. So pretty soon, very quickly, he's living near Guad- Guadalajara. He's teaching English. He's going by the name Howie Samuels. He bumps into a, a model friend who's doing a shoot there named Joanna Lawrenson, and they hit it off, and they start living together in a village. Okay. Jack went to visit and said Abby looked more at peace than he had ever seen in his life. Right. Okay. Okay. So Abby and Joanna start making trips to the US and back. He's he's traveling with a trunk of disguises. Good lord. What but he's also having, a, having like an identity crisis at the same time. Well, that's so, what th- a suitcase so none Phillips of the that...
1: disguises will do. You're like, am I the professor or am I Abby? Am I the f- fake doctor? Who am I anymore? That's when you look at, like, he just catches a glimpse of himself in the stethoscope and just goes, who's the real Abby? <laughs> uh, it, also, why, it's not really hard. Why, why going back and forth so much? I, I, I think they just want to They experience. just want I mean, they're Americans, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, It's not very hard to avoid the FBI. Uh, The FBI had not caught one leftist that they have been looking for uh, by 1974. It's five years in. They haven't caught one. But then in 1975, they actually start catching some. Pat Swinton, Cameron Bishop, Susan Sachs. But they caught them because it was hard to stay underground so long. Not because they were good at catching people who were underground. It's because the people would start to come out and just go, I can't fucking do this. Right. 5 years was the time period usually when people start coming out. Abby gave an interview on camera in Sacramento which led to a two-part article in the New York Times and then the interview was put on public television. So right after Abby has hemorrhoid surgery. Oh, good lord. Jesus and Christ. Before he recovers, It's not not even a week goes by. He starts saying they have to go to Vegas and he takes not by
1: plane. Not by plane.
0: (laughs) He takes Joanna to Vegas and this all of this shit together leads to a nervous breakdown. Okay. In Vegas, in the hotel, he's up all night long screaming his real
1: name as
0: loud as he can.
1: Okay. Sure. Well I've done that. That's Dave. That's Vegas, baby. <laughs> you know, you've never been there. Just set no, the tables. That. Yeah, sick of, sick of the scene go up a little to the bit. Room. Just call it a yeah. night around 1.30 a.m. Go shout your name for nine hours, and then have brunch. By the pool It does, Whatever happens in
0: Vegas stays in Vegas, right? Yeah, yeah Because I had Abby, a mental breakdown
1: Abby Hoffman <laughs> Abby Hoffman <laughs> Abby Hoffman <laughs> Like, I mean, you know, like <laughs> All those hotels, you got to Every now and then you get screwed with your neighbor But man, being next to like Yeah, he's know sh- you don't need to I don't need to give you the room number I know the name It's under Abby Hoffman I'm 100% <laughs> Abby Hoffman! Abby Hoffman!
0: So, uh, a couple of friends rush down from San Francisco, uh, drive him back up to San Francisco where a doctor medicates him. He uh, has so what's
1: he's known as Abby Hoffman. <laughs> a lot of Abbies get it. I've never seen one quite so bad, though.
0: So, he's manic depressive and he's had a manic break. Um, right. he, he's going to have a couple of manic depressive breaks in 1975. Okay. So he does an interview for Playboy. It takes Uh-oh. place over a couple of days. And That's so, never good. And so the interviewer is with Abby in different places. And when the article comes out, Abby is convinced Playboy smeared him and also gave up all of his hiding places. So he's in a total fucking panic. Ugh. Uh, but the article did not, did not do that at all.
1: No. Okay. It. Okay. I mean, is that uh, uh, he's? I mean, it's just total paranoia. Yeah. It's total. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting.
0: Um. So he flees to Canada. Okay. Without Joanna, and in a panic from the Canadian motel he checks into, he starts calling people. Tons of people, and he runs up a huge phone bill, and then he can't pay it, and he's arrested.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ! (laughs) It's like what a simple blind spot. I mean, (laughs) but he's again, he's manic. So yeah,
0: but they don't connect him to who he is, right? He's still got a fake ID and everything. So all
1: right, Howie, the phone call man. so he calls the
0: canadian embassy to get asylum in cuba okay and the canadian embassy thinks that abby is a cia cia is a cia agent posing
1: as abby hoffman what a great power situation for him (laughs) yeah well look you blew my cover now send me to cuba all right no more bs you got it. I'm Detective Hargrove. Nice work, gentlemen. Bravo. You know, a lot of people think you Canadians are simple, but obviously you do your research. You do your homework. You busted me. Abby Hoffman has a much bigger nose and doesn't have a Band-Aid on his ass.
0: So they, they deny it, right? They're like, no, you can't get a salad. So,
1: Detective Hoffman.
0: Abby is now completely paranoid and manic. He's all alone in uh, Canada. Dave Dellinger drives up. To try to help Abby, but it's impossible. Okay. Abby moves into a shitty Montreal motel and gets a job tarring the roof. Wow. Wow, what a weird twist.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So it's crazy.
0: Abby, quote, I alternated between being manic, staying up all night, and extremely depressed, not getting out of bed for long periods, not talking to anyone. For the first time in my life, I contemplated suicide. Really? So the Olympics come to Montreal, okay. and Abby is watching the Olympics on TV. And one of the Canadian runner- runners is named Abby. Okay. And the announcer says come to Montreal and see Abby run.
1: Oh I mean Jesus Christ. It's a reach but if you're in that state you're like oh my god. (laughs) They know everything.
0: How did they do that? He flips the fuck out. Oh boy. He cries uncontrollably. He starts to think he's chased away everyone who was close to him quote terror crept through my bones every day began with thoughts of suicide and turning or turning myself in Mm -hmm. and then one day he goes to look at an apartment that a medical student is subletting and they're looking at the place and Abby sees that the the dude has a copy of steal this book okay and Abby picks it up and says quote I'm him I'm in trouble I'm very depressed I need I need help so it's a one bedroom. It's uh, well. What'd I, you say? No, I, I, I need. I'm the guy who wrote this. I need. I
1: need help. Um, I'm trying serious? to get you. Well, uh, the, what I what I can do is I can. I the, I don't necessarily need you to cover the security deposit as long as you promise you, you know you're not going to have any. They wild talk parties. to me. Uh-huh. They talked to me through the Olympics. You can keep like the I'm talking, those can be yours. They're uh, telling me as far me. as a mattress. As far as a mattress, let me just get this out because I really want to get this right. As far as a mattress, you can rent this one for ten bucks a month, or you can get your own. You can figure that out. It's up to you.
0: Am I able to scream my name here for like twenty four hours straight? That's
1: not okay. No, no, no. There's totally. I didn't even know I needed to set a rule about that. There's no happy um, hop. No, no. No. Abby Hoffman. Abby Hoffman. Well, all right, Abby I, Hoffman. I'm, Abby you, are you Hoffman. supposed to disappear? Abby or? Hoffman. Abby right. Hoffman. I, I don't. I'm not Abby getting Hoffman. a good fit feel with this one. Abby um, Hoffman. To be candy honest, Candyman. 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 So, go, oh, go, not the Candyman! <laughs> Great, now the Candyman's here. What do you guys need? Why'd you call me? Hey, I, uh, Abby. Yeah, I love your book.
0: Oh, hey. thanks, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess I just got to kill this guy, huh? Yeah. All right. Gonna kill this guy now. Okay. It's awesome to be here. All right. Yeah, He's yeah. dead. It's good to All see right. you again. I should probably get back in the mirror where okay. I live. Yep. Love it on that side of the mirror. Guys, this place Am is I? really open. How many square feet is this?
0: It's about uh, uh, 780.
1: You don't need a roommate, do you?
0: <laughs> I mean, I could use someone to talk to you about stuff.
1: I'll go back in the mirror. Not getting a great not getting a grade vibe uh, <laughs> over here. I'll just All right, don't don't call my name as much. Take care, buddy. Thank you.
0: So the medical student has Abby has the medical student has Abby go see a psychiatrist he knows. Abby starts seeing the psychiatrist every day, and after a bit, Abby becomes the psychiatrist's tennis partner.
1: <laughs> what a weird how did you guys meet? Well, we're not allowed to say. 30 love. Uh,
0: there was a lot of experimental mental health stuff going on back then. Okay. So Joanna <clears throat> drives up, and because uh, he's better, right? He's on drugs, he's getting better. And she brings him back to the US. I don't mean street drugs, the psychiatrist has them on drugs.
1: Right, right, okay.
0: Um, now,
1: we gave a him 100 cc's of tennis. <laughs> Look at that. Pretty good, huh? That's right. Now, Joanna's
0: family uh, uh just coincidentally is from a place called Fineview, New York. Fineview is on Wellesley Island in the St. Lawrence River on the Canadian border. Okay? And that's where they go and stay. And they stay there, and they're just living there. Uh, he starts using the name Barry Freed. Okay, wow, that's interesting. He gets a job writing for Crawdaddy magazine as a travel editor using his real name. So he's. I won't now going- take a
1: trip until Crawdaddy has said yes to the location. <laughs> Personally, that's just how I've approached travel.
0: So he he's now just taking trips and writing about them. Okay. They set up a very complicated system to send in his writing so it can't be traced to where he is. And then he just kinda of stopped being on high alert, right? He stops okay. being freaked out all the time. So he he's just calmer now. He's not on high alert. He's just like starting to get, he's trying to get comfortable.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Um, well he goes I mean, you there there are like there are you can you can be like obviously like if you have uh depression, I mean it gets worse with circumstances like this. Like you, you can't imagine what it's like to have to like you know, there go through this so the second that you actually are like, Oh, I can have like some stability and some calm, like yeah. I can that, live with this, not you know.
0: Well with stuff cope. like with stuff like Manic Uh, depression, you really, stability is really helpful. Yeah, Yeah, routine and stuff. So, We Magazine hires him to go to Jimmy Carter's inauguration and write about it. Okay. During the ceremony, he ends up standing next to Paul Krasner. And then afterwards, they meet up with Jerry Rubin. So it's like three old guys from the Chicago 7. Right. And Carter actually walks past them on The way to the White House
1: Please take my brother Now when he's there Abby
0: almost took a tour Of the brand new FBI headquarters He gets in line Oh my lord And then he's in line for a little while And then he just bails Yes, right call But he's also been on the run for three years The FBI is nowhere close to him So he's starting to wonder if they're even really after him Okay He starts to live much more of a normal life. He takes his son to Disney World. On the way back, he and Jack go to a Red Sox game. He and Joanna take a six-month European vacation where they posed as food critics so they could eat at all the fancy restaurants.
1: (laughs) No, it's not really my style. I'll finish it, though.
0: (laughs) And in fine view, he's becoming a good carpenter. He's considered a local now. Then in the summer of 1978, a neighbor tells Abby the Army Corps of Engineers are planning an operation that includes ice breaking and flooding to allow winter ship navigation. Okay. And that's going to destroy the river's ecology. Okay, right. The boggy eagles, the wetlands, the aquatic life chain, it's all just going to be fucked up by this. The-
1: and this is when people cared about that stuff.
0: That's right. So the activist in Abbey, you know, is rekindled. And he talks to Joanna and asks if it's okay if he gets involved in fighting this. And she says, she <laughs> what says an amazing,
1: yes. What an amazing thing to have to Do, do you mind if I do another revolution? Oh. <laughs> I guess. Thanks, it's a babe. small one. It's a
0: small revolution.
1: Bear, Barry's doing it this time. It's different.
0: So he goes into activist mode. Okay. Jack, quote saving the river became his obsession at a public hearing on the project he announced the creation of an organization to protect the saint louis river but he hadn't created this organization yet so he has to start putting it together after the meeting okay he starts holding small meetings on his lawn they call the group save the river he then starts writing weekly articles in the paper to inform people People start putting out protesting uh, banners like Save the River, Army, uh, Go Home, on their boats and, and other places. So the next public hearing is full of protesters. Regularly, a meeting, we get 30 people, and now there are hundreds. Okay. So he's still got it. He's still got it. Right. And the Army Corps is not ready for it. Right. They're just totally shocked. A man got up and explained how a ship that came through the ice felt like an earthquake. It tossed out clumps of vegetation, dead fish, debris. All these people are standing up and just, and just testifying. And the meeting is just a complete victory for Abby. The Army Corps of Engineers is just rolled over. They had no idea what's coming. Okay. So now people all over the area are saying, save the river. They're saying it as a greeting instead of hello.
1: Hey, save the river.
0: No Oh uh, Morning <laughs> So he starts reaching out to experts A Stanford economist Shows Abby that the core Are falsely claiming feasibility It's actually going to cost hundreds, hundreds of millions of dollars Abby's group Prints up pamphlets to educate people He said the biggest Challenge was quote convincing people It wasn't rude to protest Oh well, that's beautiful Canadians <laughs> I mean, it is America. He is on the American side, so it is. But they're American Canadians. They're right there.
1: They're right oh, okay. on the All right. Okay. Still, they're uh, the influenced. More, Politeness uh, the bleeds mo- through the border a little. That's right.
0: The more and more the group grew, the more Abby was out in the public. Okay. He starts. He starts giving speeches. Yeah. He's now being interviewed on local TV. Local politicians start to support him.
1: Okay, save now, the, the river. Are, are, is he is he Abby or is he Barry now? He's Barry Freed. So the, as undercover Barry, people are like, What's Barry very reminiscent of that uh, Abby Hoffman character?" If you ask me,
0: <laughs> the Save the River then gets the governors of New York support. Wow in the summer of 1978 <laughs> what,
1: what the fuck it's like yeah okay so we don't need you to support it
0: Did, next step oh no it's ar- it's the army against the
1: oh okay right it's oh, totally
0: right, different right, animals right, right. so in the summer of 1978 his old activist friends decided to organize a bring abby home night at madison square garden for the 10th anniversary of the chicago dnc oh wow abby really wanted to go but he was talked out of it <laughs>
1: Man, that's tempting as fuck, though, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: John Voigt was there, Bobby Seal, Rennie oh, Davis. All, so,
1: all the like, left activists of the future. Yeah, Paul John Paul Voight. Krasner,
0: Bill Kunstler, Rip Torn, William Burroughs. Like, there's just a shitload of people there.
1: Well, John Voigt,
0: he,
1: he'll have a shift.
0: <laughs> uh, there's music. They do a mock trial of Nixon. People were wearing Abbey masks. And then Abby sent a tape at the end that they played and everyone heard, thanking them. Okay. So Abby and Joanna start going to New York City now more and more. They, oh and then they stop switching safe houses when they go there, and they just go there and stay in Joanna's midtown apartment the whole time on trips. Oh, boy. Oh, dear. They, think they're, taking, they think they're taking a risk, but this is how bad the FBI is. The FBI still doesn't know that he has a girlfriend and that that girlfriend is Joanna.
1: What? How, what are they doing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> By November, when he went to a show and dinner with Jack in New York, Abby wasn't even wearing a disguise anymore. Oh, boy. They went to a Patriots game together, and about half the people sitting all around them knew exactly who he was. Nobody did a thing. Nothing happened. He hung out with Jack Nicholson and a Hollywood producer... It's just, he's just living life at this point. And as a matter yeah. of fact, not just living life, but he's hanging out with famous people. Yeah. Uh, the Army Corps put off their tests on the river ice. So now they're getting victories, right? Okay. Universal Pictures gives Abby 250000 for the rights to his life story and his to-be-released autobiography. Wow. And then he gives most of that away. He gave 100K to Joanna, 38K to Anita and his first wife, Sheila. He gave 5K to Jack. At the end of it, he has about 25,000 after taxes and fees and everything
1: else. Okay.
0: And then in 1979, a Save the River group went to D.C. to testify in front of Congress, and Abby went with them.
1: Jesus,
0: Abby. And Abby testified in front of Congress.
1: As Barry. As Barry freed. Oh, so he, like, took an oath? (laughs) It's like, they're like, you perjured yourself. He's like, no, Barry did.
0: (laughs) Abby was introduced as Barry Freed by a congressman, and then he testifies in front of a panel led by New York Senator Daniel Moynihan. And then after this, that led to Moynihan coming up to find view... For a field hearing He rode the river on a paddle boat And then afterwards Abby stood up and gave a big speech Right in front of Moynihan Moynihan's 20 feet away The whole time he's just like I'm going to get arrested now This is fucking crazy Yeah I can't imagine At the end of the speech He got a standing ovation And Moynihan said quote Now I know where the 60s have gone Everyone in New York State owes Barry Freed a debt of gratitude for his organizing ability.
1: Oh, my Lord. He's just got to be like, uh, very on the nose, very on the nose, (laughs) real on the nose. Dare I say this, Barry's very reminiscent of another, i.e. name, Abby. Abby Hoffman. Unbelievable. Just, I think if I look at you, I see Abby in you and in your actions, even though I know... It's not you, because your name's Barry for sure.
0: God, if your nose—if you didn't have an elephant trunk, I would be
1: like, "This well, I is elef- I have an elephant trunk, so I don't know what to uh, tell you exactly. But I, it's I, almost—I've I, I, like, I, never really liked that uh, Abby Hoffman guy too much personally. It just seems mm. like if the elephant trunk wasn't there. Well, it is. I told you, my father was an elephant, so I don't want to keep going through this. My dad was an elephant, so, uh, you know, he was a Democrat. So... Hmm. uh, I don't know what to tell you. It's
0: just odd. That's all I'm saying. It's
1: odd. It's odd, but it's odd. And, you know, with the river's odd. Everything's odd. I mean, a lot of stuff odd's happening. I mean, look at the stars. You ever looked at Cassiopeia? What the hell's going on with that? Little Dipper? Good Lord. It's odd. I mean, you go to the grocery store, they got magazines. It's odd. Why do they sell magazines? It's not food. A lot of things are odd. Things are odd. I mean, there's a three wheeled car. Have you seen that? What? The, who wants that? It's odd. I'm just saying the world is full of oddities. A man with a trunk who resembles a, a, someone you named Gary Hoffman, I believe. I Ad- Abby, Abby. You know, with the, Abby, I mean, the weird things happen they, they have invisible ink now uh, Things are very, very strange now You know, uh, kids are doing cake stands it's, it's bizarre, it's just it's not what it used to be Things are different, things are odd So, sitting here going, hey, you got an elephant trunk and You resemble someone I think I, I mean, there's no time for that Things are too strange right now You know, things, I mean, we got, we're sending people to space, for God's sake I mean, let's talk about that Before we talk about how I look like someone you sort of know from somewhere and I have a trunk and that's the only thing throwing you off of the scent. Speaking of scent, I can smell a pie cooling from five miles away. I have to kill
0: him. Anyway, nice speech.
1: I'm going to kill you. I'm Abby. What? No. Abby who? uh, God, you are. You do belong in government.
0: So now Abby is a big part of the environmentalist movement. He goes to D.C. for an anti-nuclear rally. Uh, there he bumped into an old TV and radio producer friend, and that leads to a couple months later, at midnight on November 2nd, he goes through the back door of a Boston studio for an interview. Oh, wow. The, the producer said he was both his old, witty, wise self, but, quote, in trouble right now, head trouble. Oh, wow. So in the interview, he says he had regrets. Quote, I used to think of the 60s as the second American Revolution, but now I think of it as the second Civil War because it turned brother against brother and family against family. Yeah. In 1979, he had a meeting with a group in L.A., uh, kind of like advisors, to discuss coming out of hiding. Okay. They don't, they don't come to a decision While he's there, he sees a psychiatrist who puts him on lithium. Oh, dear. Now, lithium causes him a lot of physical problems, but it's good for his mental health. Okay. And in the spring of 1980, the Army Corps of Engineers announced it was stopping all work on the St. Lawrence River. So he won. He beat the army. He's the first person. With words. Right. He's the first person using organizing... And, and activism to beat the Army Corps of Engineer. The only way anybody had done it previously was with lawsuits.
1: Well, they must have just been like this. The meeting at the Pentagon must have been like, "How do we make a weapon that runs on words?" <laughs> Come on, boys, let's put our heads together. We need a word bomb. We need to, some, some some convincing guns, Th- things like that.
0: I would argue that if uh, the FBI and Cointelpro Pro had left him alone he would he would have been more ineffective
1: <laughs> right yeah no they, they i mean it I, that they do that too you know or it's like they yeah they blow back they, they raise a profile yeah um,
0: abby's grandmother died and he went to see her on her deathbed she told him to stay underground she said quote stay. Jews were meant to be underground it's the history of our family but her words had the opposite effect because Abby now decided running away and staying underground was the old way of doing things. And when he left Worcester, he was set on reappearing and coming out as Abby Hoffman again. Wow. Uh, The question was just when.
1: Right. Well, not while Grandma's alive.
0: That's right. A little while uh, later, at the end of a town council meeting... An off duty border guard walks up to him and says, quote, I agree with you, Barry, but what are we going to do when everyone finds out you're Abby Hoffman? <laughs>
1: That's <a> fucking... Imagine. <laughs> oh, my sides are. <laughs> Woo. Wild 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 Get this guy on stage <laughs> I'm out the window Here Dave well, gu- keep, Hold on I'm taking my shirt off I just want to make the podcast a little Fuck, sexy yeah.
0: yeah here it is Ugh. Here it is Oh, Now daddy's podcasting
1: Alright I'm back So Sexy
0: um, Nothing comes to that but he knows he he knows he has to come out on his own instead right. of being arrested. So his lawyers start negotiating with prosecutors on a deal, and they come to one. And then uh, they reach out to news places. Sixty Minutes offers ten thousand dollars for an interview, okay. but Abby picks twenty twenty instead. Okay. He then tells all of his local friends who he is. They're very upset. They didn't want to lose Barry and felt like this had been one of Abby's pranks. Right. And some of them had even quoted Abby Hoffman to him in conversations.
1: Oh, that's the greatest. God, it's so hard to bite your tongue. I know. this Abby Hoffman guy was brilliant. You're like, yep, he's, he's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> Barbara Walters came to Find View to interview him before he turned himself in. Uh, they Abby had Hoffman? Th- 35 people doing security, and they had elaborate escape routes set up. Okay. No one from the 2020 crew was allowed near a phone. The interview lasted for three hours. He's stressed the whole time, because if word gets out, and he's arrested before he turns himself in, the sentence is going to be much worse.
1: Oh, shit.
0: Right. So, of course, once... Barbara Walters is in fine view. Everybody knows about it. The FBI finds out.
1: The, I mean, I love the FBI. <clears throat> hey, something's happening. Barbara Walters is in Fairview. We're the FBI.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they realize that she's interviewing Barry. They look into Barry. They quickly realize Barry is Abby, and then police are sent to arrest Abby. Shit. As they were about to break in and make the arrest,
1: please tell me, tell me, Barbara Walters. Barbara Walters calmed everything down. No, what you're not going to do f- is go in there and arrest Abby Hoffman. Wabby Hoffman. Wabby Hoffman.
0: No, uh, the FBI realizes that Abby has a deal, and if they bust in and arrest him. During an interview discussing that he's turning himself in In front of Barbara Walters Well that's going to be huge news Right And it's all going to blow back against the FBI And make them look terrible Right So they tell the cops to stand down
1: Yeah they're like If anyone's going to make us look terrible it's us
0: (laughs) (laughs) So after Abby and Afterwards Abby and And uh, Joanna Right it's on an island So they hop on a boat They take a boat to a plane, and they fly to Manhattan to spend their final night together. Reporters pour into Fairview. Uh, He he gives interviews from the hotel room, calling different papers. Every single one, he told them they were getting an exclusive, and then he told them all the same story. So he had all... Every newspaper that he could fucking call in the country, That's printing his side of the story.
1: That's great. And by the way, it's so great to take advantage of that like salacious, uh, salacious angle of like newspapers, where they're gonna yeah. obviously be like, "Well, Abby, we appreciate the hell out of this." Obviously, it's front page. <laughs> you know, he's just lying to everybody. So the next
0: morning at nine thirty a.m., well, the the, the twenty twenty interview airs that night, and then the next okay. morning at nine thirty a.m. September 4th, 1980, he turned himself in. There are 200 reporters outside as he's taken out in handcuffs. The media starts fighting each other to get a quote or a picture, and then the cops start fighting the media. And
1: I, I, the result the way, that's, was That's a battle I'm okay with watching from like the right now. If I were to watch like the cops beat up <laughs> MSNBC, I'd be like, okay, this is fine. <laughs> so,
0: no one, what the result is, no one gets a good picture or a quote. There's not a picture of him making that perp walk.
1: Is there a better, I mean, that's just in a microcosm. It's just, it's fitting.
0: (laughs) It's perfect.
1: It is pretty perfect.
0: So, um, Abby is released later in the day without bail. The Post and Daily News just go after him relentlessly uh, saying, uh, you know, whatever he's rich he's a piece of shit blah right. blah right. his new book co- comes out a couple weeks later the new york times give it a, gives it a really good review abby starts speaking at colleges again and now he's in demand
1: right and, i mean he and joanna yeah. yeah
0: he and joanna are living in manhattan uh, his court date is set for early april he thought he'd get a lenient sentence but he got a one to three year sentence Okay. He is sent to Fishkill, which is the worst prison in New York State. The name he is, is the, not He good. is the only nonviolent prisoner oh, in the prison. Jesus Christ. One time, Abby told Jack he craved cherries, so Joanna wove them into her hair like a decoration, and he ate them out of her hair.
1: Uh, should we uh, be concerned about uh, what's <laughs> happening in cell 9-1? It's <laughs> like that guy's eating his girlfriend's hair.
0: That's all right. You've really never done that?
1: Yeah. And uh, I've had girls ask me to eat their hair. I've never been comfortable with it personally. I, oh, I don't yeah, like no, that my could... hair eating nor eat hair. No, you got
0: to really get in there. It's pretty good. It's pretty He's good really to get in there. Hair. Yeah, yeah. Of
1: course, eating a big thing of hay.
0: But once you start, man, that, you can't stop. You just get a that's, mouthful of hair.
1: That's mm. why I don't want to start. That's why I don't want to start. Mm. I don't want to get hooked. It's a slippery slope. My dad died from hair. He, uh, he had a lethal dose of heroin. So. Alright, by the way, did I tell you that today's my last day here? <laughs> I quit uh, about a week ago, so I'm done here now. Take care, asshole. Best last line ever, jerk-off!
0: But, uh, Abby actually did well in Fishkill because he was a very good softball player and that got him enough respect <laughs>
1: Well, Dave, if you told me that his softball abilities in the most violent prison in the country were going to be what uh, thawed the tension, I would have said, sure. <laughs> we should kill What's him. A- hey, hold on a second. Let's see how he hits a softball. Whack. Wow. We should just kill him after the season. <laughs> <laughs> so he ends up serving just
0: four months and then he's out. Okay. Uh, he holds a fundraiser at Studio Fifty Four for a community drug clinic to help addicts. Tons okay, of celebrities who, show up.
1: Who, if you're hosting a fundraiser for drug addicts at Studio Fifty Four, it's complicated. I mean, that is like it's, holding interventions at Larry Kudlow's bar.
0: <laughs> it's got. It's had. There's some issues for sure.
1: All right, let's just smoke some PCP and then we'll get this thing started.
0: Tons of celebrities show up, Cher, Robert De Niro, Carly Simon. Abby is now getting $5,000 per speaking gig. We wanted him to do an interview, but Abby said no. He didn't like how the press treated him, and then the magazine allowed Abby to interview himself.
1: Wow, what great.
0: What a, what. <laughs> he's, just owning the, he's just owning the media. Like this the whole way. thing is about a guy just owning the media.
1: And and what's so funny is how he's an enemy, and that would be Trump's best-case scenario if he could get that going. Yeah. Mr. President, you've done an unbelievable job. I'd have done an unbelievable job. Some people are saying you're the greatest one of all time. A lot of people are saying that. What's your first question? How are you so crazily unbelievable? It's unbelievable how tough it is to, to be me. And you inherited such a mess. I did. Obama gave me such a mess. You
0: know. Um. And then he debated G. Gordon Liddy in New Mexico in front of 1600 at a university. G. Gordon
1: Liddy, the, the back end of G. Gordon Liddy's life oh. is so puzzling. It's, it's amazing. It's just like... It's amazing. It's, 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 I mean, it's it's upsetting because you're like, oh, there was actually like a person in there who did have understanding and all he needed... I mean, truly just needed to know what it's like to feel like a fugitive and a criminal to empathize with the people that he'd been putting in jail for,
0: does he for empathize though? I mean, he's not empathetic in this debate. He doesn't like Abby Hobbs. Well,
1: in the ones that he did with uh, with uh, Tim Leary, and I think Hunter S. T- I mean, he he seemed to be uh, regretful at least about what he did to Leary. Like he liked Leary at the end, you know. Yeah.
0: Well, the debate went really well, and then because Ab, Abby looked really good because G. Gordon Lindy didn't really have a sense of humor and Abby did so he starts issuing challenges to other right-wing celebrities he keeps working as an anti-nuclear activist um, he had a, he had a, he's having manic episodes he had one in November 1982 that lasted months and it led wow. to him moving out of Joanna's apartment but here's the thing about his manic episodes he's incredibly productive during them Uh, uh, Sometimes he uh, Hung out with A new activist friend Al Giordano Who apparently didn't care That Abby was manic And thought that was cool To hang out with him At that time He organized A 2,000 strong protest Against a Delaware Nuclear plant The company spokesman Said quote No one had ever heard Of the damn place Before Abby Hoffman arrived (laughs) Um, Then his psychiatrist died And his taking of medication became a lot more careless. Mm -hmm. And in March 1983, he turned on all the gas in his apartment and took 40 tranquilizers. Holy shit. Uh, Someone found him. He he was taken to the hospital and survived, but he was kept in a mental ward for several weeks. While he was in the mental ward, he would make bets over the phone with a bookie on the Celtics.
1: What a crazy thing to... Yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah. But he improved.
0: And he got out and started doing speaking gigs again. He was taking his lithium. He uh, was getting requests to be the bad guy on shows like Miami Vice, but he always turned them down. Miami Vice is... Who's casting
1: Miami Vice? <laughs> They're insane. It's I've heard a weird. number of things Miami Vice is going... Like, you're just like, well, what are you doing? They're like, there's no rules to TV. <laughs> This episode Don Johnson plays Don Johnson Fuck it
0: So Abby is a fan of the Sandinistas in Nicaragua And he takes a trip to Nicaragua And soon his local bookie in Worcester calls Jack And he's angry Because Abby is in President Daniel or- Ortega's home And a bunch of Nicaraguans are wanting to place bets on the Celtics game
1: Wow what a! They must have been having quite a good time for them to be like, uh, "Yes, Abby, we we also want to bet on the Celtics."
0: It's so, was bookie is worried about the FBI because he's calling from Nicaragua and the San Anita's fucking house, the president's house. So, uh, and <laughs> the FBI is already targeting people from Nicaragua. Uh, right. So it's just a bad. It's a bad idea. <laughs> sure. 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 But it's also a very manic thing that he has. It's uh,
1: also great to picture like these the the Nick people just being like, Oh come on, Mikhail! Ah He's useless. <laughs> so in nineteen
0: eighty four, Abby starts debating Jerry Rubin and they oh, set wow. up a tour. Okay. Now, the reason he's debating Jerry Rubin, who was, of course, his old leftist yippie. Cohort, is because Jerry Rubin has completely sold out, is now a Wall Street man through and through. Jesus Christ. Jack, quote, Abby agreed to the tour initially because he saw it as an opportunity to show how far superior his point of view was to Jerry's newfound conformism. Abby thought he could stop college students from becoming what Jerry called Young Urban Professionals, or yuppies. Right. So he's disdainful of what Jerry has become. But he tries to show him respect because of what they had done together in the 60s. Jack, quote, no matter how many sarcastic remarks he might be willing to make about it on stage, Jerry's conversion caused him spiritual pain. He felt it mocked Jerry's prior political commitments and those they had shared. Yeah. What Abby thought was, is that Jerry was the worst betrayal of his life.
1: Yeah. That's got to be very, I mean, it, it, you know, it, it has to be. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's extremely upsetting. So
0: the first debates are successful. Abby thought he was crushing Jerry every time. But as the tour went on, Abby starts to think it looks like he's just doing it for the money, which is obviously hypocritical, because that's what he's talking against, right? It's
1: hypocritical.
0: Hypocritical. He starts to feel used. Uh, his name is bringing out crowds, but it's about making money, and that's Jerry's thing. So they do about 50 to 60 debates over 18 months. And Abby, over this time, realizes that he does not like Jerry. <laughs> He never said anything bad in public, but he thought Jerry had just completely gone to the dark side and was Mm -hmm. just bad. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: One of the big problems with Abby's manic depressive disorder is that the mania played into who he was. He actually did accomplish things in a manic state. He could speak for hours and entertain people in a manic state. Common delusions of sufferers is that they have special skills or are famous, which is what Abby had. Right, so yeah, right
1: is, He was uh, the object actual?
0: Right. Yeah, he was the object of attention People right. did whisper about him Like right. all of those things right. That are part of the mental illness Are what was his actual reality Reality,
1: yeah
0: um, So his uncle died And Jack and Abby went to the service And their uncle Sam Walked up to Abby and said quote, Wasn't it bad enough that you killed one of my brothers What are, your, what are you doing here
1: Uh, Uncle Sam Fucked him over and over again (laughs) So Abby for once Had
0: absolutely nothing to say On April 24th uh, That is wrong 1986 Abby and others Were part of a sit-in At the University of Massachusetts To protest CIA Campus recruitment Abby Jimmy Carter's daughter Amy Carter And others were arrested
1: I'm also uh, a Carter (laughs) It's My name is Amy Carter
0: That's A- um, that's you, Amy?
1: I'm Amy Carter, yeah
0: You sound it. so much like your dad That's the weird thing oh, I, I sound guess.
1: completely different I, I, com- There's no uh, resemblance in the voice at all
0: No, it's not completely. even like It's We're almost the different. same
1: No, voice. no well, I, I, I'll do an impression of uh, uh, Jimmy for you Hi, I'm former president of Jimmy Carter. Okay. I, now see that, now Now that you hear me say it, now you must feel foolish for thinking I sound anything like a... a
0: yeah, no, I daughter. apologize.
1: Well, it's different. I also do an impression on my Uncle Billy.
0: Okay.
1: Hi, I'm Billy Carter. I'm standing right here to Jimmy Carter. Hi, I'm Jimmy Carter. This is my daughter Amy. Hi, I'm Amy yeah. Carter. Obviously you could tell I'm not like them, I'm different. I'm a girl with a different voice, okay?
0: Yeah, now I, now I hear it. Now
1: it's... It's vastly different. I'm not insulted, but uh, I, I do not hear that very often, sir. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, so it is fair. Fair is fair. All right? Thank you so much. To what? Thank you so much, yeah. That's right. Amy Carter. <laughs> thanks so much. That's right. Nothing like a dad, okay? Thanks so much.
0: So Abby is... Uh He's almost 50 He's like six days away From being 50 When he's arrested When he's arrested The cops come in Full force They have dogs They have gas They have helmets They have clubs Good And this Good. is the small This is the small town Of Amherst um, They're all put in They're arrested They're put in buses And Abby is upset That the students Were singing songs From Hair The musical on the bus Instead of freedom songs And he's like Oh you guys don't even Actually have any Songs freedom for your song. own <laughs> Right Your own movement
1: which is a complaint I've heard from people now, which is I think is true. There's just not a lot of like, there's not a lot right now. The music, yeah, music does not. I mean, music. Used, I mean, you listen to some like bands from the '60s. You're like, holy shit! There's such powerful message here. And I mean, hip hop does a lot of it, but as far as yeah. like, yeah, like rock, rock music and shit. That that's, doesn't happen anymore.
0: No, rock music's turned into party music.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So they have a trial, and at the trial. People like Howard Zinn Daniel Ellsberg Ramsey Clark are witnesses They put the CIA on trial The prosecutor was very bad There's a lot of media coverage Because of Abby and Amy Carter And unlike Chicago Abby is now being treated As a hero by locals And he's found not guilty Wow Um, I also
1: was found not guilty
0: (laughs) Yeah everybody was
1: I was as well
0: yeah. Amy, Jimmy. God. Oh, Amy. Sorry.
1: No, not Jim. No, uh, this has to stop. Uh, no, nothing like Billy. Listen, Billy talks like this. Jimmy talks more like this. I'm Amy, and I talk like this. Okay. okay. No, I see it now. Uh, yeah, far nice. different. Would you like yeah. a pecan? No, good <laughs> thank you. Anybody here want a pecan? No, this. No. Okay. are from my pocket. I got a bunch of pecans.
0: Yeah. Bye. Okay
1: Okay. well I should probably be following you So don't think that this is going to stop Okay great to go That's where right. you are. Keep talking go ahead You had a story you were in the middle of I understand Yeah that. yeah I'm going to go back to that Get back into it then I'd love to hear some of it Do I need context? S-
0: no it's all fine you'll
1: pick it okay, right up jump, jump right in okay
0: So Abby Hoffman starts writing a book with Jonathan Silvers And about Bush And uh, George Bush And the elections and you keep coming across info about Reagan trying to work, uh, trying to fix the election against Carter by working with Iran, <laughs> not freeing the hostages. And so Abby writes, just writes a letter to Jimmy Carter, and Carter responds right away, quote, "'We have had reports since late summer 1980 about Reagan campaign officials dealing with Iranians concerning delaying release of the American hostages.'" I chose to ignore the reports. Later, as you know, former Iranian President Bani Seder gave several interviews stating that such an agreement was made involving Bud McFarlane, George Bush, and perhaps Bill Casey. Mm. By this time, the elections were over and the results could not be changed. I have never tried to obtain any evidence about these allegations, but have trusted that investigations and historical records would someday let the truth be known. Hmm. And they didn't. So Abby and this guy end up working on an article for Playboy about this stuff and the Iran-Contra scandal. But at the same time, Abby starts becoming apathetic and even though Dukakis was way ahead of the time, he didn't think Dukakis had a shot. Jack, quote, Abby thought Dukakis was just another establishment liberal who was going to lose, just like McCarthy in 68, McGovern in 72, and Mondale in 84.
1: <laughs> oh, good Lord. It's, I mean, <laughs> it's almost like you don't even want to give someone credit. It's not like prescient if you're like, eh, the Democrats will fuck it up. It's almost just like, you know, it's a it away, the <laughs> way. Dukakis. God. I, uh, I don't really remember... I mean, I remember him. I don't... But, it, I mean, it was epic, right? Like, it was just like... But was, he looked like he was going to win for a while. Yes. And
0: then he and got And then he into rode into in a, a tank,
1: tank. And he looked like a and shale. Then,
0: and then uh, Bush put out a... Maybe the most racist oh, ad of the my the Willie Horton ad? Willie Horton. Oh, wow. Maybe right. a crush. But he also had very... Non-ideological Sort of all over the place Positions
1: Right No a lot of people call him the karma sutra Of uh, politics (laughs) That's right Because he had a lot of weird positions
0: (laughs) On June 16th Abby was driving to the airport To fly to Chicago to meet with Playboy When he rear ended a truck And totaled the car Mm. He had injuries to his hands Feet and ribs But he was in the middle of a manic episode, so he just jumped out of the car and left it and went to the airport. What? He would not go to the hospital. So he goes to the Playboy meeting. He does the meeting. What? In a manic state. He doesn't go to the He flies back. He doesn't go to the hospital for 10 days, and he finally went because he couldn't take the pain in his foot. Turns out it is badly broken in several places, and his hands are broken.
1: Ugh, ten. Uh, Those are very important parts of the body that get a lot of use. Yeah. So uh, he
0: he starts taking painkillers. They calm him down. They also slur his speech. At the same time, the usual offers for his speaking gigs, they're not really coming in. And then Abby started talking to Jack about doing stand-up comedy.
1: Oh, dear. No. This is what Leary did at the end. <laughs> I know. It's, a, what's, uh, it's a very strange. I saw that Stormy Daniels was like, she's at, like, uh. Uh, Good Nights in Carolina this weekend. I'm like, it's, <laughs> Uh, but no, that that's very strange too. It it feels like that was one of the last places where like counterculture felt like it could still be itself in a way. You know, it was one of the few places where, yeah, you. Could, I mean, I don't even know if you would categorize what uh, Leary did as stand up as much as it was just at the improv. You know, but still, it's like yeah, a venue that will allow for free speech. Well. He told
0: Jack, quote, it is what I've always really wanted to do. So he took funny parts from his speeches and put them together as an act. His first gig was August 29th in New York City at Stand Up New York. His brother said the comedy was lowbrow. Jack Hoffman watched it, and he started crying while watching it. He said Abby seemed like a buffoon making a total fool of himself. Uh. So the Playboy issue with the article drops in October. It's the first one that tries to connect George Bush to Iran-Contra, mm-hmm. which now we know he ran Iran-Contra and should right. have been in prison right. and, was, and was not convicted of treason because of a guy named Bill Barr, who some Democrats voted for years later to be Trump's AG. Anyway, uh, the article is pretty much ignored. He's still on The Painkillers He decides he's not politically Effective and is not sure If he's even still famous He's always been optimistic But that's now gone He starts spending a lot of time Just lying on Joanna's couch Or in his bed He didn't watch the Super Bowl for the first time in his life He stops going out Current events no longer interest him Right so he's in a massive Depressive episode Mm Mm-hmm. In mid-January, sorry, mid-February, he told his psychiatrist his medications weren't working, and he was given Prozac. Now, mm-hmm. in some cases, Prozac, when combined with Percocet, can increase depression, and he is taking a lot of Percocet, mm-hmm. and that's what seems like happened there. There's no speaking gig offers. The pain—he's still in pain from the accident. The casts are off, but he's still in excruciating pain. Mm-hmm. His psychiatrist wants to Hospitalize him Abby refuses Jack and Joanna are scared He's going to kill himself On Tuesday April 11th 1988 Abby Sent his quarterly payment To the IRS And then he sent A check To his accountant To cover the rest Of his yearly payments And then he went home And drank over 150 30 milligram phenobarbitals In in a glass Of Glenlivet Uh. The next evening Someone went to check on him And found him dead
1: uh oh my! I, I'm also very thrown by finishing paying your year's taxes. I <laughs> know, isn't that bizarre? It's weird. I, I, I kind of get it, but it's also very to have the clarity of thought to do something so kind of logistical is.
0: But I he, don't know, but it's so weird that he set up his taxes for the year. And then kill themselves. I like, know. You know. I mean look, you're talking about yes, someone who had mental and you're talk. talking about you know, the medication's gotten a lot better. But yeah. it's still not great. It's still not great. It's still hard. It's very yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, this is the result of he, he's self medicating and taking Prozac. And that and self medicating is a really common thing for people with mental yeah. depression.
1: Dude oh. To, uh, completely. I mean, well, as well yeah. as the you know, at times like medication. When yeah, I mean, really, when your medication does become ineffective, it it's not you. It's not like you just go on something new and it works. It's like you've got to figure out like what a combination you know you, you need. But it is also kind of telling because it's like fearing the government when you know you're gonna you know leave your body. <laughs> it's like still. You know, yeah. Want to play by the rules. It's, they've gotten that bad, you know.
0: Uh so let's cover the other Chicago Seven. Jay Rubin became an investor, businessman, and stockbroker. He went in early on Apple. He was a millionaire by the end of the 70s. Uh so he was hit by a car and died in 1994. Maybe the biggest sellout. Okay. I mean, just an incredible sellout. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Seale ran for mayor of Oakland in 1973. He didn't win. In 1974, he walked away from the Black Panthers. He has continued to be an advocate for Black rights and has given speeches at hundreds of campuses uh, about being an activist. He's a real one. Tom Hayden married Jane Fonda in '73. He joined the system as a politician in the California legislature. He taught political science classes and fought for green policies and animal rights. Uh, but he was pretty... By the end, he was pretty much a standard liberal. He right. died in 2016. Rennie Davis got into a religion or a cult called the Divine Light Mission, in which a teenager uh, a teenager from India was considered a god. Mm. Rennie then became a venture capitalist, as well as a self-awareness and meditation speaker.
1: A venture capitalist, meditative speaker.
0: Ugh. David Dellinger stayed an activist, mostly out of the public eye. He wrote six books. When he was 85, in 2001, he hitchhiked from Vermont to Quebec to protest the North American Free Trade Agreement. He died in 2004. Mm -hmm. He was a real one. John Froins went back to teaching chemistry in Vermont. Uh, He is a professor emeritus at uh, UCLA. John Froins is a real one also. Lee uh, Weiner went on to protest for AIDS research funding, worked for an anti-defamation league, the anti-defamation league, and recently published a book, Conspiracy to Riot. He told Medium, quote, my hopes for the book are that it prompts a hard-left revolution in the United States and ends up with every fourth banker being strung up on lampposts and taunted and starved until they die. That is my hope. Don't put that in your fucking article. Uh, Lee Weiner is... A real one.
1: <clears throat> what a quote! Don't put that in your fucking article. All right, it's in there.
0: In uh, in 1982, Judge Hoffman was ordered not to take any more cases because he was becoming erratic, but he somehow still did take cases and was a judge until he died in 1983. Oh well, my goddamn jelly beans. In 1987, Abby Hoffman said, "Quote: You are talking to a leftist." I believe in the redistribution of wealth and power in the world. I believe in universal hospital care for everyone. I believe that we should not have a single homeless person in the richest country on earth. And I believe that we should not have a CIA that goes around overwhelming governments and assassinating political leaders working for tight oligarchies around the world to protect the tight oligarchy here at home. Uh, so he's a leftist, and he and the Democratic Party currently does not believe in any of those
1: things. No. All right. Well, Yay. always, always fun. We sign cats. Yep, I'll sign my cat to anybody. Okay. Love you, Dave. <laughs> hold me.
0: <laughs> hold me. I'm scared. I will not hold you.
1: I'm scared and need to be held by you.
0: Uh, sources jack hoffman run 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 the lives of abby hoffman john schultz the conspiracy trial of the chicago seven rick perlstein and nixon land the rise of a president and the fracturing of america and then there's just a bunch of articles uh, you can go check out on our sources page